all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. You can follow us on all your favorite social meds at... Insta, Twitter for now, t- TikTok, Facebook, and Twitch at All Bad Things Pod. Email at allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. At once. Yes, in that order. <laughs> and may- maybe Twitter. <laughs> so what doth you be drinking tonight? Oh, I doth be drinking a 24-ounce. There you go. Uh, pink ruby grapefruit, white claw, yes. courtesy of our local 76. Yes, right around the corner. <laughs> yes. Where I've definitely spent thousands of dollars. Yeah, you're, life. they must just recognize Yeah, you. they do. Yeah. Yeah. All four of them that work there. I recognize them too. <laughs> Is it like, Norm? <laughs> no, we're not on first name basis, mm. but it's just like, hey, like mm. occasionally I'll get a free 12 pack out of it. Yeah. Like, well, that, funny. like that one time. Here. Take this. I'm guessing it was just stuff they were trying to get rid of, yeah, and he was probably. just like, he was just like, hey, which one of these do you want? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm like, I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I guess this one. He's uh-huh. like, all right. He's like, take it to the register, and yeah, he just gave it to me. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like after all this time, <laughs> finally after I nine get nine years. You got to Finally, I get pack. something out of it. <laughs> yeah, you only have to spend five thousand dollars to get a twelve pack. <laughs> It was like a twenty dollar uh, craft beer twelve pack, so mm-hmm. yeah, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yep. <laughs> so I gave you some. Well, I gave you two hints about the episode we're doing tonight. I said it was okay. famous. So you said it was famous, yeah. And it also has a local tie. Local tie, famous. Um, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, any other hints? Uh. Uh, it happened uh, eleven years ago. Eleven? Oh, is it the tornadoes? No, it's no, not. No. It's not. That, well, we still haven't done that we, one either. We haven't. No, that's one for you to do because you yeah. have a specific story. <laughs> I experienced it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but you years must ago. have too. You were living here then. I was living in Fuquay at the time, and they didn't get down to us in Fuquay. But oh, yes, I okay. do. I was working in Raleigh at the time and got. I was teaching yoga um, at Claudia's studio and. Um, Tried to get into downtown Raleigh, and it was closed down completely. You could not get into downtown Raleigh. For like three days. Mm -hmm. Um, 11 years, 2011. Mm -hmm. What time of year? Uh, This would have been in the fall. Fall of 2011 with a local tie. I guess I have to give up. I don't know. That's okay. It is also one of our favorite topics that people love love for us to do. Oh, plane crash. Yes. So this is uh, the locomotive Yaroslavl plane crash. So, okay. On September 7th, 2011, YAK service flight 9633 would begin taking off from Tunosha Airport, a decommissioned former Soviet Union Air Force base located 18 kilometers south of the city of Yaroslavl. On board the flight were players and coaches from the Continental Hockey League's Lokomotiv Yaroslavl who were traveling to Minsk, Belarus for the 2011-2012 season opener. Before the flight had the chance for a clean takeoff, all but one of the 45 people on board would perish. And this is the story, again, of the locomotive Yaroslavl plane crash. Hmm. I've never heard of it. No? Okay. Uh-uh. 
So, I mean, it sounds like you would have because it's hockey related. It Do is. you think average people would have heard of it? Uh, maybe. I mean, plane crashes in general. I mean, they, they don't, make news. Yeah, they I don't. get that. And they this don't is, happen frequently. This was worldwide news because it was a professional team. Mm hmm. So. Similar to the We Are Marshall mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, well, even the the one that we did with the um, ice skaters back oh, in the 50s. Oh, yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. Well, in the, um, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember the flight, but the movie Alive, based yep. on that, that, that yes. was a uh, rugby mm -hmm. team. Yep. So I don't remember if they were pros or amateurs, but rugby that's... Rugby or soccer? Rugby. Rugby, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, yeah. You bring up Alive a lot. I do. <laughs> hey, still, still a great movie, I'm sure. I haven't seen it in a while, but... Uh, so we're going to get into the history of Yaroslavl, which is a city. Okay. Uh, Locomotive, which is the name of the... That's the nickname of the team. Okay. So that's they have like... weird nicknames. You know, how, you know how they do it in Eastern Europe. <laughs> do I? Uh, yeah, I guess. We'll find so out one day. Locomotive is like their team name? Like nickname. Of? Okay. They're Locomotive Yaroslavl. So Yaroslavl being the city, Locomotive being the team. They do things backwards okay. in different ways. So instead of the Yaroslavl... Sorry, Yaroslava? Yaroslavl. Yaroslavl. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, Yaroslavl. And it's locomotive with, with a K. V and, and a V at the end, mm -hmm. right? Locomotive. Yep. And Yak Airlines. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I didn't see a pr proper pronunciation you know, for it mm -hmm. or if it's called that. So I'm just going to say Y-A-K. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yes, the history of Yaroslavl, locomotive, and Y-A-K Airlines or Yak. Yak. Like the animal. Yakety yak. Oh, before we go on. Sure. Because <laughs> we didn't do any banter. And before I forget, because I will forget, I'm um, arranging All the Small Things by Blink-182 nice. for our for my big band. And it just made me think... Oh, <clears throat> Google didn't like that. No. Nope. <laughs> um, and it just made me think of... <laughs> I should write a giant parody song. All the bad things. <laughs> hey. Right? I, we occasionally get asked for a new theme song, don't we? <laughs> um, not necessarily. No? Okay. Yeah, that could work. It could definitely work for, for a theme song. <laughs> There's a, uh, on one of the sports YouTube guys that I watch, That's Good Sports, there is a, um, there's an account called, um, uh, he does songs after Neil Diamond. Oh, he calls himself Neil Bronco. But he, do, okay. but he does them, like, in, like, football speak, like, instead of okay. Sweet Caroline, he, oh, goes, huh. he has a song called Defensive Line. <laughs> Defensive Line. Bum, bum, yeah. bum. <laughs> it's all Neil Diamond? Yes. All yeah. Neil Diamond? Yeah. Oh, damn. Because he doesn't have many, well, he doesn't have really any good songs, per se. Well, that depends on who you ask. If you if you ask my mother, she would vehemently disagree oh, with geez. you. But she likes Paul Anka, too. She does. Now you see what... And Crystal Gale. Now you, now you see why it turned out the way I did. Hmm. Thank, thank, I mean, thank God I got introduced to metal when I was, like, six. <laughs> Wasn't there a, um, Neil Diamond did, like, Cracklin' Rosie, Kim Drum Drum, oh, yeah, uh, something. We're coming to America. <laughs> Like yeah, it's just the and apparently he was a uh, jingle writer before that. Oh, that makes which, which perfect makes sense. Total sense. Because it's all about the hook. Exactly. And, and all jingles are is one. Oh, there hook. are hooks <laughs> to get you to remember them over and over again. What would you say is your most memorable memorable jingle? Um. Probably I don't I don't know. There's a lot There's of law so firms, many. a lot of law oh. firms. <laughs> but I, stuff, I don't watch yeah. like regular TV anymore, so mm -hmm. I don't see commercials really anymore. But 
I guess I kind of mean like from your childhood. Uh, I guess I don't remember any in particular. If somebody brought one up, I'd be like... Yeah, I see what you mean. The Columbia House one, I remember. Oh, yeah, I do. I remember those. (laughs) It was more than a jingle. It was like a full-blown produced epic song. What I do remember are uh, MTV used to have their own promotional commercials for their Uh own channel, and uh they would do weird art stuff with it. Yes, like the weird animated... M, yep. that like squished things. Yep, and, those are yeah, pretty I cool. That. I remember those. Sort of a la Rugrats. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Clay, a lot of claymation. Or all real monsters. Yes. So, <laughs> so that was our that was our update on on our jingle and theme songs. Yes. <laughs> so Yaroslavl is the administrative center of Yaroslavl Oblast, lo- mm-hmm. located 250 kilometers northeast of Moscow in the Eastern European region of Russia. Okay, so it's so it's two fifty kilometers. How many miles is that? Um, like probably I didn't no. I just put it in the kilometers. Um, like one hundred and seventy miles, probably something like that. It's not that far from Moscow. No, not too far. North, you said right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, Uh, Moscow's in the far northeast of Moscow. Yeah, northwest of Russia, right? Sure. (laughs) Well, you said in the Eastern European regions. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. Picture that in my head. Um, so the city was founded. Oh, uh, just a shout out, Kelly, if you're listening to this sometime like months in the future. Hello, we're texting about the Eskazoo holiday market. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hello, Kelly. So the, the city was founded just recently, all the way back in the year 1010. Oh. <laughs> so it's a, a, literally a thousand, thousand year, year old city, city and, we're, and we're about to find out why so oh, the, okay. the city lies at the confluence of the volga and Kotorosi rivers okay. so rivers are all waterways especially at this time in history and even <clears throat> up till today <throat> if you have a water source yes you have a city Sometimes you don't have a water source and you force and you, water from yes. other places and create and you, a city. And you build the city anyway. Yes, and yeah. then you cause climate change and have water crises. Well, that and animal displacement and, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things. Anyway, so the city lies at the confluence of the Volga and Kotorosi rivers as a population of 600,000 residents. And the city is one of the largest on the Volga River and has served mainly as a transport node from yeah. its founding up until today. Makes sense. You're, okay, the, yeah. you're right, in the, right smack in the middle of two rivers. Yeah. So the city is also an important industrial center with several major railways and highways intersecting through the city. So it's like a transport hub. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So the average winter temperature varies between negative four degrees and ten degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) That's the average? That's the average in the winter. While the same area experiencing an average of 74 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer months. So not not, not too bad. Not too bad at all. That's actually a great place to go uh, in the summer. Yeah. I mean, 74 degrees in Russia. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's that's great. That's beautiful weather. I just I just won't go to Russia anytime soon or probably ever at this point. There's You mean just because of the volatility? Uh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Specifically mm. because of that. I would love to do a Oh, I thought that was Siri for a second. Okay. <laughs> I would love to do a trip to Russia with Lee. He would be an amazing tour guide. He would be. That is for sure. I believe sure. he speaks some Russian as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 74 degrees in the summer, not bad at all. No, it's beautiful. So in the 17th century, Yaroslavl was Russia's second most populated city. 
uh, for the time and also served as Russia's capital city in the same century during the Polish occupation, which began in 1612. Wait, was that Russia's... Capital. No, wait, was that Russia's occupation of Poland or Poland's occupying Russia? That's interesting to think that there was a time when Poland occupied Russia. I mean, again, this area of the earth, there's been so much changeover. Sure. Because people have literally been living in this area of the earth for a couple thousand years Mm -hmm. now, like modern day humans. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of push and pull over resources. Sure. Um, So Russia's first national power plant was constructed in Yaroslavl in 1926. Because of its strategic location and industry, the city was heavily bombarded all throughout World War II. Mm. It is estimated that some 200,000 residents of the city either died in combat oh. or as civilians there was in air raids during the war. There was a lot of Russian casualties, right? 26 million, I believe. Oh my God. And I believe that was just soldiers. I don't think oh, that wow. counts the civilian. Or maybe it does count. The, either way, mm. way too many. Way too many. Well, that, that describes... The casualties of war. Of any it's war. always way too... Way it too could many. be one, and it's yep. way too many. <laughs> one is too many, and a million is never enough. <clears throat> oh, God. So depressing. So, um, now on to the hockey team. Oh, okay. So The H- locomotive. Yes, HC Locomotive is their official name, being Hockey Club Locomotive. Okay. Also known as uh, Locomotive Yaroslavl. Okay. Is a Russian professional ice hockey team that is one of 22 clubs that make up the Continental, that is with a K, Mm -hmm. Hockey League, or KHL, the most popular international league next to the NHL. So this is Russia's National League. It's basically, yeah, Eastern Europe's and Russia's and, yes. So not exclusively Russia. There are other countries in Mm -hmm. it. Okay. The name of the team is derived from the team's owner, Russian Railways, which is Russia's National Railroad Operator. They were originally founded in 1959 as YAMZ Locomotive and began... Yams. Yams. (laughs) Pump out the yams. Yeah, pump out the yams. (laughs) And they began play in the Soviet Professional League Class A. This is Soviet Russia, so who the hell knows how things worked or if they had records of this whatever the fuck. (laughs) So the team has changed names and leagues several times since its founding, but has retained the locomotive nickname since 2000 and was an inaugural member of the KHL in 2008. Mm. The team has experienced moderate success in, in its history and has won a total of three league championships occurring in 1997, 2002, and 2003, all while being pl- club members of the RSL, or Russian Super League, which was created following the collapse of the Soviet Union. Um, what, I apologize, what year were they founded in? What year 2008. They, well, this league was founded. No, um, the team, sorry. 1959. <clears throat> oh, that's right. You did say it. 1959. Okay. So it took them a while so the, to the win fran- something. So the franchise. Right, goes back. Oh, I is... see. So we don't necessarily know their winning record <laughs> prior to the Oh, I mean, they're, who the hell? Yeah. I mean, during the Soviets, uh, who the hell Because you said 97, and I was like, that's a long time to go without winning anything, or winning a championship, a title, rather. But, hey, yeah. Hey, there are some there are some NFL teams that have never won a Super Bowl. Two, name, of, two of them being the oldest. Name every NFL franchise that has never won a Super Bowl. Well, Buffalo. We know that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot about that. I wasn't trying to bait you. I, I wish I could forget about that. <laughs> Uh, let's see, you got Buffalo, you got Minnesota, you've got mm. Houston, Jacksonville, Detroit, uh, oh. Cleveland. Um, That's like every city I would imagine, um, except for Minneapolis. The Chargers, the, LA, the now LA Chargers, they've never won a Super Bowl. 
In any I'm city? Tr- nope. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is their second uh, time in L.A. They're right. The first two uh-huh. years in the AFL, they were the L.A. Chargers And then as they well. turned into San Diego, and now they're back to yeah, L.A. I'm trying to go division by division in my head. Yeah. Tennessee has never won a Super Bowl. The former Houston Oilers as well. That They've mm-hmm. never won a Super Bowl. Um, that's all I can think of. Jacksonville. Did I say Jacksonville? Carolina has not won one. It's like six or seven, something like that. I think there's a total of 12 that have not won one. Damn, that's a lot for 32 Mm -hmm. teams. Wow. Okay. I think I got most of them. If I left left one out, please let me know. Mm -hmm. Fan of that team. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's a. I mean, you never know as a professional franchise when you'll get it or if you'll get one you could fold in like two or three years or move to a different city or Mm -hmm. you know whatever like what you would what you originally started out as oh yeah isn't always going to be you know where you end up put it Mm -hmm. that way gotcha so yeah the oldest nfl team has been in three different cities so anyway which one is that uh believe it or not is the arizona cardinals are one of the two they oldest. They were the St. Louis Cardinals at one point, And they were they? Chicago Cardinals originally. Chicago to St. Louis to, to Phoenix. Phoenix. Wow. Yep. Hmm. Those Cardinals sure migrated a lot, didn't they? They have not won a Super Bowl. Oh, wow. There's another one. They were in the Super Bowl. They Against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 08-09 season. Correct. Very, okay. very good. <laughs> On to the story. That's all I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how we get... Well, I do know how we get Yes, of course. That's how, what we always do. Yes. Um, so YAK Service, or Yakov, Yakovlev, which is the... So I didn't know if that was the just the first word oh, or okay. the... or Initials. The, or the yeah. abbreviation, so I'm just going to uh-huh. call it YAK Service. Sure. Which is... Yeah. Uh, was based in Moscow, Russia, and was founded on February 12th, 1993. The now-defunct airline operated executive passenger charters and had a fleet of four aircraft. Okay, so this is not a commercial airline. No. This is a charter Charter. airline. Okay. The airline was banned from operating within the EU Uh from July to November 2009 and had further restrictions restrictions placed on them in 2010 over air safety and airworthiness concerns. Oh, that's not good. No. I, okay. Airworthiness. I would be highly concerned about... Being a passenger on an airline that has an, had any form of sanctions put on it due to safety concerns. Yeah. Although maybe I would be horrified to find out that basically like every major airline has had that happen. Every major airline's got at least one. I mean, well, really. I mean, yes. But there's a difference between the one in a million and, and like chronic a track record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And apparently, well, obviously, mm-hmm. we just went through it. They, they get a bit of a track record already. Yeah. Uh, so on September 21st, 2011, this would be, I believe, uh, two weeks after the crash, the airline had its license revoked by the Federal Air Transport uh-huh. Agency, or FATA, or F-A-T-A, which is basically Russia's version of the FAA, okay. uh-huh. uh, due to the events of the locomotive plane crash. Mm. So now we have our city, we have our airline, mm-hmm. we have our club team, Yeah. Mm-hmm. so we know what's going on with all these, and... Now we're just going to roll right into the crash. Okay, is this going to be our shortest episode ever? No, it's actually... Oh, the crash is long? This is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is what took me so long to finish today. Oh, okay, so. gotcha. So on the day of the accident, the weather at Tunosha Airport was considered favorable with light winds, good visibility, and a temperature of 64 degrees. Okay, 
But you said they never got off the ground, right? Correct. Okay, We're gonna get so into that's kind of that. not good. I'm going to guess just a while fire or smoke because how else? Well, or they never were able to get up off the tarmac and like ran into something. Well, let's find out. Okay. <laughs> that is why they. That is why they play the game, as they say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the YAK forty two D model plane entered the runway for takeoff. The aircraft was manufactured in 1993 and was part of a fleet for several airlines before joining YAK services. The three-engine medium-range uh, passenger jet was designed for a 36-year service life. I'm, I apologize. Where was it going again? Uh, this is heading to Minsk. Okay. Um, Belarus. Belarus. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah? No, no, no. I, I, I believe you. No. I'm trying to picture where Belarus I'm trying to remember. Is. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Belarus. Yeah, but, but where is Belarus? It's one of the Bellas. It's Eastern Europe. It's one of the. It's one of the RUSs. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's over there. I apologize. It's to a for, in it's, Belarus. It's a former uh, satellite of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. I know that. So it's Eastern now, that European. That makes sense. And I'm all for countries i don't know what i was trying to say you're other all, than just, you're all for other countries i'm all for me being a dumbass because i'm an american i understand that i understand that's what's going on but anyway sorry i was just trying to picture i prefer i like visuals no, of, sure you know no. like where things are so that's all no i understand yeah, yeah I, I i'm guessing minsk is i'm guessing belarus is south let me see. Where they are. Now I feel positive. like I have to see it. I yeah. have to see Belarus. It's a country in Europe, that is, as we know. Yep. And I don't it, know if they were playing oh, the World okay. Cup it's or not. Right by Russia. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. And it is like south and slightly east of Latvia and Lithuania, and north of Ukraine, and directly east of Poland. There we go. Yes. Okay. So that is where we're heading. That's where well, we're supposed to be. Yeah, I was gonna say heading. Except it uh, sounds like things didn't get off the ground, unfortunately, in a very literal fashion. So at the time of the crash, the aircraft, again, still had an estimated 60% of its service life remaining. Yeah, you said 38 years? and it had 36 years service years, life. And it had only been like 18. So literally uh, half, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a month prior to the crash, one of the three engine was, engines was replaced entirely. Okay. Uh, that's something I want to... <laughs> Like, if I know, like, I'm getting on a plane and the engine was just replaced, I'm like, well, that's a good thing. I obviously needed it. Yes. Or, like, what else is wrong? Hmm. They had to replace a whole end. Like, again, stuff I don't want to know. I wonder know. if that's typical. I don't that's know. what I would need to know to make a judgment call on that. If that's a typical thing in planes or this type of plane, then be like, okay. But if it's not, then obviously that's an issue. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure how much like hardcore maintenance like that like fully refurb it sounds like you know or whatever well the aircraft was due to be taken out of service at the end of 2011 for a major overhaul oh, that's, so it was just that's... so it was just about to be like decommissioned for a little bit man if i chartered a plane now i'd be like Hey, so do you have any plans to take this out of service for any major upgrades? Yeah, for any specific amount of time. Maybe we're not going to use this plane. Yeah. Although, what would make you think of that in the first place? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, you're nothing really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're not part of the flight crew. You don't know how to fly a plane, so you don't mm-hmm. know what to look for or ask. Nope. You know. So the flight crew consisted of uh, Captain Andre Solomentsev, 
who had 6,900 hours of flight experience, 1,500 of which were on YAK-42s. Mm-hmm. First Officer Igor Zivilov had 13,500 hours of flight experience, and they were joined by Flight Engineer Vladimir Matsyushin and Flight Mechanic Alexander Sizov, who traveled in the passenger cabin and was the only survivor of the crash. <gasps> Remember oh, I this mentioned is a that. sole survivor situation. Yes, it is. Right. Yes. You did mention that. You, mm-hmm. know. you said 24 of 25 people or something like that. Uh, he was one of 45. Oh, 45. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What, what was the... Oh, damn it. We did a listener script recently where there was a sole survivor. Like, that's just a... That's hard. <sighs> well, the, the one we did recently was for a, um, a, for, was for a boat. Was for a ship. Yes. Um, yes. You're right. I... Nicole's script yes. in the Great Lakes. Yep. One of them. <laughs> One of this those... is episode, what, 284. Oh, we wow. cannot be expected to remember every title. <laughs> but some of our some of our fans, that's a strange word to say, I know, but some of our fans Listeners. do. Yes. Listeners and friends. And they're like, oh, that was uh, episode 183. Fans may be going a little yeah. far. Well, that, <laughs> Listeners it... and friends. Sure. Yeah, fans is a little weird. Yeah, we but, don't uh, have like an adoring public. No, we have nice people that, who that, listen to that us. That we know of. It just hasn't been unlocked yet. <laughs> Do you wish we had adoring no, fans and stalkers? No, that'd, that'd be, be really Really weird. strange. Yes. Really, Especially like since we're doing it for free. It'd be yes. Like, so like, all right, now somebody's got to pay us. We've got a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> we're legit now. <laughs> yeah, we're legit. Uh, yeah, which is a way I would not No, No, thanks. We are too legit to quit. Yeah, not in that sense. I'm quitting. so after the aircraft was uh cleared for takeoff it accelerated to an estimated 230 kilometers per hour but was failing to lift off 230 kilometers per hour sorry i'm trying to do all the. that's like 160 probably so it was really going of course you're taking off yeah well i don't know how fast planes go normally but on the takeoff takeoff. is when they go their fastest that's when they're no in this in the sky is where they go their fastest well on the ground i mean whatever okay (laughs) They go really fast at takeoff. They go like 700 miles an hour in the sky, but they don't on the ground. That is true. A 700 mile an hour plane on the ground would be be kind of really fucking terrifying. That'd be called a train. (laughs) No, trains don't go that fast. Yeah, they do in Japan and China. Something like that. Oh, well, the high speed rail, whatever. Not our trains, because we can't have nice things. No. Um, Again, we're just putting off the, Mm -hmm. the inevitable. As we do. So the aircraft ran off past the end of the runway. Oh, boy. Then struck an antenna mast located approximately 450 meters after the end of the runway. So it just, well, obviously it kept going. A runaway plane. Pretty much. By the time the plane struck the antenna, it had only made it six meters off the ground. So it was, it just couldn't. It really wasn't even lifting, period. Mm -hmm. After the impact with the antenna mast, the plane caught on fire veered left, and crashed on the riverbank of the Tuna, uh, Tunashanka River just 200 meters from where it joins the Volga River, losing its tail assembly on impact oh while the front part of the jet disintegrated. So this was... Wait, it was like a, a crash into an... A failure to lift off, a crash into an antenna, then a crash into the ground. Mm-hmm. Or ground yeah. or the um, water? Uh, both, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. So into like the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the oh. uh, so so remember the front part of the jet disintegrated. Mm-hmm. The tail section came to rest in the water. Oh wow! While what remained of the fuselage rested on the bank of the two rivers. Oh wow, that's gnarly. 
The location of the wreckage rested two kilometers away from the end of the runway. Mm. According to rescuers, wow. left-winger Alexander uh, Galimov, along with the aforementioned flight mechanic Alexander Sizov, were found alive, but were both badly burned. Oh, man. Both men were airlifted to Moscow and put in a medically induced coma to yeah. treat their wounds. Yeah. Galimov would pass away five days later oh. on September 12th, 2011. Wow. Sizov would make a full recovery and was discharged from the hospital on October 28th. Uh, so Locomotive lost their entire roster of 26 players, with the exception of forward Maxim uh, Ziazukin, who was not on the plane, oh, wow. along with three coaches and four members of the youth team. Oh, my God. So that's that's another sole survivor situation for that one player. It's True, just he, that, was, he wasn't like on the that, plane. Like, and it didn't um, say why. It didn't say oh, why. Okay. I'm guessing he maybe hadn't been called up or due to injury, In something like something. that. Something like that. But just, Where it wasn't worthwhile to bring him along no. or whatever. So, <clears throat> man. Like, can you... No, we cannot imagine. No. No. Okay, so this brings up just an odd question to further distract us from the horrible thing, because that is our title, Distraction from All Bad Things. <laughs> Um, nobody knew, nobody recognized the print or realized that there's a parenthetical prior to our title, uh, distraction from, yes, sure. uh, but do professional athletes get PTO? <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't like know. Like what if it was like, oh, it's my kid's birthday when we're supposed to be traveling to. Well, I think all that stuff is like settled in house. I mean, you have a contract to play with the team for. An unspecified amount of games because yeah. you could be injured. This could happen. No, that could happen. No, I get that, but just like elective time off, like that can't happen, right? No. Like, what if your QB was like, "Oh, I don't feel like playing," or, "Or, oh, I want to take one of my PTO Sundays." <laughs> I, that doesn't really yeah, happen. No. But I wonder if it even really comes up because athletes are so competitive and so driven, typically. For professional older, athletes, especially. For older guys, it would come up and be like, hey, like my daughter's getting married or yeah, whatever. You know, things like that. Yeah. Guys that I have put in the that. younger players, they would be like, no. Right. No. The younger player wouldn't even think to ask. Although there have been some circumstances in which like players, uh, spout, like wives were having babies, right? Where things maybe, um, like what if your wife was giving labor during a game? Players mess for that too. Yeah, even, that's what I was saying. Even some of like the younger guys yeah, and deaths in the family and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah okay. of course. But that's more emergent and less elective. So I guess you get the off season off. So we're the PTO and for athletes. <laughs> well, I think yes, the, I think, just, I'm just curious. I think the off season is their PTO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, but still, it's that's like when they're not working. Well, teachers get the summer off too, but fortunately, they get PTO. Oh God! I better not say that, or else school districts will be like, "Oh wait, you're right. Let's they get PTO all summer. They're not going to get PTO during the school year." Most teachers work during the summer. Like it's not the it's well, not, a lot too. It's not, like, true. it's not like the old days where even in the it's old days true. they worked during the summer. My mom, uh, uh, summers here and there would do um, summer school teaching. Oh, okay, yeah, and stuff like that. that. Makes sense. You know, teachers do that, mm-hmm. or a lot of them work as like a waiter or bartender in the. Here in North in the off season, yeah, right. Here in North Carolina, we have uh, a lot of year-round schools, so mm-hmm. it's more like several shorter breaks versus yeah. one long break. Yeah, it's like yeah. what, like nine weeks on, three weeks off, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, let us know, Aubrey. But, yeah, <laughs> that would have been for me. I think that would have been better growing up, but anyway. 
I bet some kids do better with it. Yeah. And I know some families prefer it, but they all want the same track. I forget what it is, track four or something. They all love that because you get Chris, like all of December off or something like that. Yes. This is scintillating. Let's yes, move it on. Is. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> So, yeah, we've gone from uh, oh, man. sports teams, PTO, to teachers. teachers. PTO. Yeah. Oh, by the way, support any attempt for teachers to unionize. Actually, just support any attempt for anybody to unionize. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yes, but that's our only hope. <laughs> just support teachers. Yeah, some of them suck, but they're not pedophiles and groomers and all this other stupid oh shit that the right wing is putting out there. They're real people with hard fucking jobs that none of us would want to do. Trust, That's right. I would not. Me. No. I would not do nope. any better than the ones that suck. I'll no. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> the few exactly. that suck, I would do worse. Yeah, I wouldn't do worse than them. I, I would suck even harder. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yes, Let's move on. <laughs> so, witness reports describe the plane bursting into flames after it struck oh the God. antenna mast. Other witness reports describe the engines as going silent moments before the impact of oh, the antenna no. mast as well. A security surveillance camera mounted on the mast mm. recorded the approach of the YAK-42 at high speed, running off the end of the runway only meters above the ground. Did you look up or see the footage? I didn't. Out there? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I'm sure it is. I mean, yeah. it's 2011. 2011, yeah, YouTube was well underway. So, I, yeah, and we're talking in... Russia, I don't know how they're... Yeah, if they release that stuff or whatever. Or if, if it's easier to hack, like, who knows? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you can probably find it. Yeah. Um. So yes, it, it was approaching the camera and the oh, man. the antenna mast at high speed, running off the end of the w- runway only meters above the ground, with the nose pulling up just moments before impacting the mast. So they were trying trying to get off the ground. Well, obviously, the couldn't. whole time they were accelerating, they were trying to get off the ground. That's the whole point of takeoff. Yep. But clearly, something was going wrong. So debris from the aircraft was found uh, just past the mast site, continuing from that point to the oh, crash site. Yeah. The crew did not report any technical problems to air traffic control, and the Interstate Aviation Committee opened an investigation into the circumstances of the accident. Well, they probably didn't report it because they had zero time to. Yeah. They were purely troubleshooting. And if you're going that fast, yeah. and, you know, that this antenna is only 450 <clears throat> meters away that's pretty close when you're going that fast they were clearly expecting to be able to take off as normal they were going a normal speed to do so they were you know and it was just pull up pull up. oh what 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 and you're not going to call air traffic control when you're about to hit a fucking no. antenna no you're just trying to get off the ground. yes you're, like, you're trying to save 45 people and yourself like something's wrong like yeah oh god um so the Interstate Aviation Committee opened an investigation, and the air uh, and the aircraft's flight data recorders were recovered mm-hmm. the day after the crash. Okay. The fuel supply supply used to refuel the aircraft was quarantined, and samples were taken for analysis to see if it was like a fuel issue. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, you're uh-huh. doing all sorts of tests. Oh yeah, you have to rule testing, out everything. You're testing everything. The results were that the fuel in the storage tanks at the Tunosha Airport met the specified requirements for okay. av- aviation fuel. So that's so kinda, was, that's the out. fuel's fine. So preliminary anal- analysis of the flight recorders indicated that the aircraft's trimmable horizontal horizontal stabilizer mm-hmm. we've done I we think two different episodes about on stabilizers, that stabilizers yeah was set to 8.7 degrees nose up and its wing flaps were in the takeoff position of 20 degrees the engines were functioning until the impact with the beacon mast well of course because sense. then none of the plane was functioning because no. it was disintegrating 
So the Technical Commission of the Interstate Aviation Committee released further findings on September 12, 2011, where they concluded that the engines continued working until the crash. Hmm. Weather was ruled out as a factor, and the crew carried out a check of all flight controls of the aircraft, including the elevator. The flight control surfaces responded as intended. The takeoff weight was less than the maximum allowable for takeoff, which is good. Yeah. The aircraft had 14 tons of fuel on board, which of, of which 8 tons were from the airport in Yaroslavl. Hmm. Prior to takeoff, the stabilizer and flaps were set to takeoff position. So what's the so everything so far is, the, pro- the problem is not apparent, right? Everything's <clears throat> everything okay with the pro- for now. Everything procedurally is, is been how it should be. Oh my god, was something wrong with the pilot? So the committee released its final report on November second, two thousand eleven. They found several problems that led to the crash, including okay. the first of which uh, the YAK service quote did not properly control the quality of mastering the aircraft unquote. So meaning that the crew did not have enough no. flight hours on this particular aircraft. I was wondering about that because it's when we've done. So I'm zero qualified in terms of understanding how many hours equals qualifications. But in episodes we've done in the past, like people have tens of thousands of flight hours. And you said, like they had basically something over a thousand or something like that. And that didn't sound like a ton, but also. I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> I have no frame of reference, really. Yeah. I mean, it's... Ugh. Okay. So, it's obviously where we're at is pilot error, which uh, is where we're going to get into. Oh, I hate that. It is the worst. I hate that. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're already at the point where they didn't have the proper training for this particular aircraft. I, I tell you, when you said that, like, that they had to replace an engine and that they had these sanctions and stuff, I was... Just recently, too, in yes. 2010 and Yes, I was sure it was going to be a mechanical error, but I don't like where you're headed because I don't like it when it's the fault of somebody who died. Because it feels really shit to that someone was responsible for their death and others. So the second thing that they found was that the crew, uh, quote, did not calculate the takeoff parameters, unquote, hmm. changing the takeoff thrust during takeoff. Okay. So while it was not determined which pilot applied the brakes, so that's what was going on. Somebody was applying the brake at the same time as the accelerator, like up and towards. So it's like the gas pedal and the brake pedal are being applied at the same time. Yes. What the fuck would happen in a car doing that? Uh, I've literally never. I can tell you what died. happens. I can tell you what happens in a golf cart. It, it, oh really? It, does it flip? It, well, it does a it does a really cool uh, 180. And if you do that enough times, it catches on fire. Oh, my God. I've, I've told you that story, haven't I? No. Oh, my God. How have <laughs> I, to- I not heard this story I'm after almost sure 10 years? Have. No. Yeah. That, I don't that, think that, so. that involved uh, my friends Bob and Jason. Of when, course it did. When we were security of guards. Of course it did. Oh, okay. Then, you've heard I, this story. Well, I know if when you were security guards. Yeah. Oh, yes. You d- you yeah. have. T- yeah. we, ca- we Sorry, that was a long time ago yeah. you told me. Yeah, we caught a golf cart on fire accidentally. Well, not um, accidentally, quote, ac- accidentally. Accidentally on purpose. <laughs> you wanted to see how quickly you could catch it on. No, you, no, we did you not. You just wanted to see what happened when you did. No, we wanted no. to. We wanted to like figure out how to do a one eighty all of a sudden on a golf cart, and we figured out a way. I got you. So you're pressing the accelerator. And we, we, and do we you just, switch or do you just add the brake? You you hit reverse and keep the accelerator on at the same time. Oh, okay. So it's effectively yeah. like a brake, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So. But we just. How, but how we soon just. After that, did you get fired? Oh no, we we actually didn't get fired for that. We didn't. 
I would have felt very secure going to that school. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I was good at securing buildings. That's mostly what we did. <laughs> so, Just not golf carts. No, did catch. Yeah, but we. We figured out how to do it once, and then we just kept doing it over oh and over and over again. See, that's and the then, problem. Yeah, that was that. The problem turned out was to not problem. doing it the once. No, doing it the once was just fun. It was just like, oh hey, we did it. We figured it out, and then like, all right, let's keep doing it. God, you guys. To the you point guys. where the engine gets so hot. <laughs> I'm glad that it I was like on fire. 14 when you were doing all that, and we didn't know each other. Yeah, it's probably the best. Because we were probably, I was still probably more mature than you at that point. Most likely. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even gonna challenge I that. I was a very mature child. Yes. <laughs> yeah, adult. Yeah, remains to be seen. It it it's a balancing act, right? Yes. My sense of humor is one thing. My actual ability to handle things is another. Yes. Um. So again, we're on the point of. It's pilot error. Okay. So and the brake. Somebody and, was applying and the brake. The throttle were simultaneous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not this. What? So it was determined that one applied acceleration at the same time as the other applied braking. So they're talking about two different people, obviously. Yes. Okay, one pilot and the co-pilot are, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Um, so it, it, they're not sure, nobody's like sure why? how this... The, yeah. the only thing that they could think of um, uh-huh. was that sometimes when the pilot has to give over to the co-pilot during yeah. a takeoff, which is... Okay, it's standard apparently. Or, they're, the or ones, they're the ones that have to release the emergency brake and they're thinking he just never did. Oh! So, so it wasn't he's that trying he to, actively applied it that he right. passively Acti- didn't... Actively did not disengage mm-hmm. it, but just either forgot or oh who, like, who knows. So can I tell you, like, I can't even... I can't even like shade on this because i once drove somebody's car miles and miles with the, <laughs> with the e-brake on. on how like how so okay <laughs> and then the engine so was, it was not okay my after cousin that. was having a baby and actually it was after she had the baby we we're going to like the appointment the one that i fainted in because of the circumcision yeah and eating only a blizzard for breakfast i don't know if i've ever mentioned that on the pod but it's a whole story um but my cousin had had uh, an epidural, and this was like a week after she gave birth. She can't drive. So I drove her mother-in-law's car to the appointment or whatever, but they lived on a hill, and mm-hmm. she had engaged the e-brake. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I only drove, drove automatics at that point. I didn't know what an emergency brake really was used for. I came from Florida. We have no inclines. We do not engage emergency brakes in the state of Florida, ever. Yeah, so, really, the only inclines in Florida are man-made. I didn't know what an e-brake really was for as a result. So I didn't know the e-brake was engaged. I just knew that, like, the whole time I was driving, there was, like, this little indicator light on, and I couldn't figure out what it was for. Drove to Dairy Queen, drove to the appointment, fainted, drove back, and I was like, why is it smelling kind of burning? And I, I kind of realized at that point, like, oh, it's the oh, emergency brake. Yeah, I probably should have turned that off. I drove for miles with the emergency brake on. Sorry, Elena. Although, <laughs> actually, you know what? Your son's an <laughs> asshole, so fuck that. I hope your car got... And you're supporting him. I hope I hope your car caught on fire. <laughs> Rationalize and justify. That's right. <laughs> 
As it turns out, years later, we discovered. Anyway. So back to uh, like an actual tragedy. Well, so he maybe just didn't disengage the break. Correct. That's okay. the why or the how or that like that's just never going to be determined. That makes more sense than he actively pulled the break. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really Which does. Which is how, it, it, it's, I, I didn't mean to have it set up that way. Yeah, I got gotcha. As to how I it understand. sounded, but um, uh-huh. I wanted to put the part where. Yeah. No, I he just didn't disengage the e-break until like and just no, but that's mm-hmm. the most likely thing that happened, and nobody knows how or why, mm-hmm. and we'll never know. Um, also, the co-pilot Zivalev uh, was found to have the banned drug phenobarbital uh, in the system, so like a barbiturate. Oh you know? wait, so the pilot was on the co-pilot. The co sorry, the mm-hmm. co-pilot was on phenobarbital. I guess so. Did they this? Did they disclose or discover why? They did, and I just kind of don't go into it because I didn't want to completely bog it down. But that's just oh, okay. Yeah, was they, it they said legal? He was, well, well, they said he was feeling sick, and that might have been why. Okay, so some yeah. version of medication. Yeah. So not that he was like had a drug issue necessarily, no. or yeah, I don't know. So it was later revealed that pilot Andre uh, Solomentsev, which this is interesting, mm-hmm. obtained falsified documents in order to fly the aircraft. So, oh, did he not have the experience I, he said? I guess in all the like all the training stuff that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. like there's nothing after that that says is that any of that retracted or is any of that or is that stuff he made up because he so something obtained, was off but we don't know what. Yeah, so he obtained falsified documents to fly, but well for a job probably. I guess you know, but I mean, man, so because you yeah. can see somebody being like, look, I know how to fly planes. I need this job. I'm just, uh, Yeah, you know? I guess I didn't think of it from that angle. That could be. I mean, I just, it's just, ugh. None of it's good. And it's terrible. But they died too. I mean, here. So it's not like they were malicious in any yeah. way. I mean, it is not okay when you're negligent and it causes the deaths of other people, even if it causes your own death, obviously. But man. Yeah. It still feels really shit to dog on people who are yeah well i mean it's i mean it's i don't think we're dogging on them it's just Mm. mistakes were made that's fair you're right yeah they made really mistakes were made and it resulted in yeah i mean but they didn't think would end like this right yeah of course not Mm -hmm. like there was nothing malicious again it's it's it's, it's an accident because they died so of course not man so according to alexei morozov uh chief of the investigative commission Quote, the immediate cause of the crash was the crew's erroneous actions, namely the pilot mm-hmm. um, uh, not disengaging the brake pedals before raising the nose wheel because mm-hmm. of the wrong position of his feet on the pedals during takeoff. Oh. So. So some technical thing we can't understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this but, is their best guess. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Like, according to how, like, this whole thing they came to, to be. They had to create a working theory. Yeah. Right. A physical theory, yeah. like yep, yeah. mm-hmm. like maybe this, like you know, you see that in, um, you know, like trials and stuff like that. Well, if he's holding the gun this way, it could only, you know, like uh, ballistics and right, things like that. Right. That's essentially what they're trying to do. But when you weren't, when you're not there, you can't really say no. with a hundred percent certainty. And nobody else can say either because there's only one survivor, and certainly he didn't have a well. And anyone heads up except the who was in the cockpit yeah. wouldn't know. There was no no way to. Hmm. They did have the black box recording and yeah, the, the, FDR. the interaction between the pilot. But Wait, I did. Did they have the flight I, data recorder? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they had the whole 
uh, text of what the pilots were saying to each other, and I was just like, I don't want to go into that. Because it, it's Those like... can be intense, yeah. Well, I mean, it starts out normal, and then it becomes frantic, and then it's it over. It gets really scary and sad, yeah. So it's like, I think we could all have a pretty good idea of what that felt like, because we're only talking about a matter of seconds here. Yeah. I mean, really. We're talking about from the time they... Well, I guess that's the upside, right? That nobody really suffered. From the time they sort of happened. don't... Except for the survivors, jeez. Right. The survivor. Well, um, th- there were two people, so the one guy for a while I, I had will, a bad I, time I, of it. I will get into that, yeah. Um... So now that we've gone through the investigation and the likely cause, because yeah. again, nobody will ever know for sure. Yeah. Um, now we're going to get into the reaction of mm. this. Because obviously this happened in 2011. Yeah, this everybody's, is not ancient times. No, everybody's finding out about it on their smartphone. Yeah. Or on, you know, it's it's pretty much instant news. That this yeah. Has Twitter's around, right? Oh yeah, and what Facebook. Did, what year did Twitter start? Before 2011. Okay. Fair answer. Accurate answer. So Renee Fossil, president of the International Ice Hockey Federation, called the crash, quote, the darkest day in the history of our sport, unquote. When a whole team dies, yeah, except for one person. Upon hearing the news of the accident, KHL officials stopped the Salavat Yulev Yufa Atlant Moscow Oblast game that was being played at the moment. So all I'm getting from that, like, a lot of that didn't make sense. You're just saying that there was another game going on. Between two teams. Yeah, right. And as soon as they heard, they stopped play. Yes. Okay. The game was suspended in the second period, and KHL president Alexander Medvedev addressed the audience at the game, informing them of the details of the tragedy. Oh, that's horrible. A minute of silence was held, and the audience exited the arena. Russian Ice Hockey Federation president uh, Vladislav Trechiak who was also the goaltender um, oh, wow. for the Miracle on Ice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the Miracle on Ice. Yes. Uh, he only played the first period and got pulled, even oh. though he was considered the greatest goaltender, goaltender in the world, and that's why people think Russia or the Soviet Union ultimately lost that game. Uh, why did they pull him then? Because he gave up two goals in the first oh, period, and they're, so like, they, they they're panicked. like to college kids. And they're like, yeah, get out. Instead of thinking like, Maybe he just was underestimating them and needs to adjust yep. or something. Yeah. Yep. So he is now the, well, or at this mm-hmm. time of this event, mm-hmm. the Russian Ice Hockey Federation wow. president. So he promised, quote, we will do our best to ensure that hockey in Yaroslavl does not die and that it continues to live for the people that were on that plane, unquote. The following day in Minsk at the arena where Yaroslavl mm-hmm. was to play its first game of the season, a special oh, hockey team. Oh, it was fe- a season opener? I'm mm-hmm. not sure I caught that. No. Wow. Uh, a special hockey funeral was held. Aww. The KHL then resumed its 2011-2012 mm-hmm. season on September 12th, 2011, five days after the tragedy, mm-hmm. with seven games scheduled. All games were preceded with minutes of silence. I okay. guess that's what they call it over there. I have a, I have a question. Sure. Who played the games if the whole team died? No, no, no. Other KHL teams, they're saying. Oh, okay. So the, resumed the, play. the locomotive did not play that no. season. Okay, okay. No. Yeah, we're, we're about to get into it. Oh, that. okay, I gotcha. Um, the biggest services were held in Arena 2000, the home the home arena of Lokomotiv Yaroslavl, with thousands of mourners as well as mm. Russian Prime Minister Vladimir Putin mm. in attendance. Mm. Mm. So, my heart was going out to the Russian people. Well, I mean, Putin is a huge uh, hockey fan. <sighs> well, when people pretend I mean, to lose to him. Well, I mean, but still, I, I'm not... 
I didn't mean to put that in a graceful way. Like, oh, no, like, no, no, like, I know what you mean. Other than being a ruthless dictator, <laughs> other than he, being one he of the really, worst people you know in, what? He, in history, he really enjoys the sport of hockey. So let's let's give him a slow clap for that one. <laughs> but uh, uh, I my heart goes out to the Russian people for. I mean, <laughs> similarly as when we had Trump for president, <laughs> we're not doing much well, better. Well, I mean, there, I mean, that's something the league. <laughs> had to deal with last year and is still having to deal with. I mean, mm. there's a lot of Russian players in the NHL. Yeah. Some of them, you know, some of them are supporters. Putin supporters. Yeah. You know. Well, so bleh. it's like, you do the smart thing and put on a statement condemning his actions. And, right. You, you know, know, I, I don't know what to say on shit like that. Cause it's just like, cause we don't know. Well, for that, for yeah, sure. We don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. Because we're, we're not Russian, so yeah, we yeah. can't really speak to that. No. Um, Other so, than me calling Putin one of the worst humans ever, I did say. I that. mean, yeah, so I, that. I mean, I don't know about ever. Uh, currently, sure. There's a lot of yeah, worst humans. I mean, humans there's ever, there's so. there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. Quite a few, even like non-famous ones, where if you looked up like their their kill count, sure, like it's in the millions, and you'd be like, holy shit. Hmm. So yeah, there's. And we hired some of them for NASA. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> that's another episode we should do one of these days. I think it fits. Operation Paperclip? Yeah. That's... that's we've tec- we've tec- touched on it multiple yeah, times. I don't, I don't know. And it's more of a... <laughs> it's more of a criminal <laughs> thing. <laughs> Meaning the U.S. <laughs> aided and abetted criminals. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's borderline. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see. Maybe for which, a, which, a New Year's... Which, which so, means it'll probably never get done. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, the biggest services were held in Arena 2000, mm-hmm. home of Lokomotiv Yaroslavl. Mm-hmm. Um, local police determined the crowd number at Locomotive's home arena to be roughly 100,000. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of people supporting them, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. That's really lovely. So all 30 at the time, there were only 30 uh, NHL clubs. There are now 32. Uh-huh. Um, uh, would also hold moments of silence Good. at their respective arenas as well. Eight players and all three coaches that perished had long NHL careers. Mm. Oh Look. wow! So there were there were former NHL players. And oh coaches. yeah, a lot of them, and not like scrubs, like, like some real. some fairly like like yeah. oh that guy was really good. Oh, you know, wow. I mean so the, maybe the KHL some of the players even had played or coached. Oh, they or, they all yeah. had ties to yeah. Uh, some of these guys, yeah. Hockey is very fraternal. Yes, and, and a very I mean, small it, world. It sounds yes. like yeah. So mm-hmm. if you get to this level. If you get to any professional, you know level, everybody. A you know, bit. you know somebody here. You know somebody there. You know. It's you know. a few de- degrees of separation either way. Yeah, yeah it's not many. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely less than six. Less than Kevin Bacon. Yes, it's mm-hmm. less than six Kevin Bacon's. Mm-hmm. After after we talk about all the horrible things, we should try to connect ourselves with Kevin Bacon. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> Probably can somehow. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Locomotive executives then announced that the team would suspend their 2011-12 campaign, obviously. Yeah, well, you don't have a team. Really. Well, I mean, they're, they're working on that. So Locomotive team president um, Alexander Medvedev announced that a disaster draft would be held to allow okay. Locomotive Yaroslavl to ice a team for the 2011-12 season. That, However, that seems perfectly yeah. logical. However, on September 10th, the team announced its intention not to participate okay. in the KHL for the 2011-2012 season. So they're just like, no. Well, instead opting to play in the Supreme Hockey League for one season. What's the Supreme Hockey League? It's another, it's like a lower league, it's like okay. a farm league for okay. the KHL. Okay. Before returning to the KHL. Okay. So former coach Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Vorbiev returned. You're really good at these Russian names, by the way. I've, I grew up an NHL fan. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of practice. 
returned to the team as its head coach for the Supreme Hockey League season. Also, Lokomotiv Yaroslavl's squad for the following season would automatically be qualified for the KHL playoffs, and the club could request allowance to use more than six non-Russian players in a KHL squad, which I guess was a rule. Okay, well, you know what? Or is a rule. They, sure, give them whatever advantage they want. Frankly, you know, fine. I mean, you're, it's a, when you're a league, and you're the league president, the league, and all of, all, like, literally all of a sudden you lose an entire team. Yeah, all but one person. I mean, that has all sorts of ramifications. Mm-hmm. Logistical, financial, I mean, all sorts of shit. Plus, it, I mean, first of all, it's fair. Second of all, it fosters goodwill. Yeah. And third of all, who's gonna fucking, like, go against that? You'll sound like a fucking dick. If you do that. Yeah. So nobody's going to do exactly. that. Um, so the accident was actually the second plane crash in Russian history involving a hockey team. Really? In 1950, the entire VVS Moscow team was killed in an air disaster near Sverdlovsk, now known as uh, Yekaterinburg. Right, is that a future episode? You might I, I'm, I just mentioned it because okay. like, it's happened once before. I mean, wow. maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. So we've done the whole plane crash, we've done the investigation, we've <laughs> okay. done everything. What's left? Well, there was one part that I'd mentioned at the opening, the, the tie to Raleigh. Oh, yes! Oh my goodness, I had forgotten about that. So, uh, Joseph Vasicek. Okay. So Joseph Vasicek is one of the eight former NHL players that perished on the locomotive flight. Okay. Vasicek played a total of 450 NHL games before joining Lokomotiv Yaroslavl for their inaugural uh, 2008-2009 season. Okay. He was drafted 91st overall in the 1998 NHL entry draft by the, the Carolina Car- Hurricanes. Oh my god! Playing a total of six seasons and 341 wow. games for the team. So, so he was done playing here like just before you and I both moved mm-hmm. here. Yep. Wow. No, I was already. Uh, no, I was already mm-hmm. here when he when he was. No, he he, he was drafted in '98. It, it works different in oh, hockey. Oh, okay. Well, he when did he? How? When did 0102 he? Oh, one was his first. Was his rookie season. Yeah, you weren't I, in North Carolina then. But I he was here in 0708. Okay, well, that. so was that. Yeah, yeah. So, so we were both here for his last. I was season. here a year before you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Hurricanes were a commemorative number. So 63. he won a cup. No, oh. he was not on that team. Ah. Unfortunately. Um. <clears throat> The Hurricanes... Well, anyway. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I know I derailed you. The Hurricanes were a commemorative number 63 patch, which was mm-hmm. Vosicek's uh, jersey number, okay. on their jerseys for the entire 2011-2012 oh, season. That's really nice. His name and number has since been put in the rafters, mm-hmm. where it remains today. So the next time we go to a game, like, it's up there. Point it out, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You might have seen it before, but you, oh, don't, you sure. have no frame of reference no, for it. of course but, not. Not for any of them. So frankly. the next time we go to a game, I'll point yeah. it out to you that it's up there. And that was the story. Wow. The locomotive <laughs> Yaroslavl plane crash. Locomotive Yaroslavl plane yeah. crash. I, I'm going to need that because I go. don't know what that That's is. That's why I was trying to go back up to the page. Thank you. I appreciate it. I thought it was for yourself, but no. you were doing it for me. Thank you. <coughs> wow. I did not know of that. I imagine it's a little more famous than the hockey world, maybe. I I'm, wouldn't be surprised if somebody suggested it. So... Okay, I'll look So we'll up. have to look in the database, yeah. and if, if somebody did... We'll shout you out next week, yeah. if that is the case, yeah. yeah. Or shout you out on uh, the discussion group, because yeah. we, mm-hmm. we probably won't remember to do it on the podcast. <laughs> That's entirely That's, possible. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, and for, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and for those who enjoy 
our plane crash episodes. Next week is our Christmas Miracle Set episode, and oh. just so happens to oh, be a similar no. topic. Uh-oh. So we, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it is a Everybody Miracle Set. loves song. plane crashes for some reason, so. That's true. I don't know why. You people are weird. Yeah. You listen to us, so clearly. Yes. <laughs> we're the ones that do the research on the plane crashes, so what does that say about us? <laughs> exactly. That we're even more interested in it. Mm-hmm. Interested. Interested. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, I remember when it happened, because mm. it happened obviously just before the NHL season started, so, yeah. and everybody knew, like, yeah. oh, Vasicek, like, he, like, he played here for, right mm-hmm. like, six seasons, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not, he wasn't like some guy that played for, like, 20 games, no, and you never, no, that's, like, he was, yeah. a local, he was on the O two Stanley Cup team, I know that, they didn't oh, win the, okay. they didn't win the cup, they went they to the cup, they, yes, mm-hmm. he was on that team. But okay. uh, on the 0506 team, I think he was back in the age or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Vosicek, he yeah, said? but maybe he did win. Or, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Now you're making me question it. <laughs> Sorry. Who <laughs> was actually on the cup winning team? Well, we don't know. Yeah, well, I know most of the players, but okay. I don't... <laughs> How many can specific... you name? I could name a lot of them. I'm not going to do it right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We already went into uh, what teams did not make the or did not win the Super Bowl. It's true. You've performed well this episode already, so yes, that's. It's just. I don't know. Sometimes I have things to say. Sometimes I don't. I think I kind of don't have something to say about about that, other than very sad and tragic and fuck Vladimir Putin, but. Solidarity to the Russian people. We believe that you have socialist roots, <laughs> but the proper socialist roots, and we'll all band together as one one day. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's because probably there's not, nothing and to that's say. probably not going to happen either. So <laughs> let's, let's skip that one. <laughs> Down with capitalism. <laughs> like, we can like, agree like on it, that. Well, I mean, the, even they don't agree with that, but. uh mm-hmm. I mean, if it was going to happen, like, we were going to join hands and sing Kubaya, it would have happened, like, within the last 30 years. And it's just, I mean, kind of, there were some pockets here and there. I don't know, Trump was trying to Kumbaya. He was trying to, yeah, he was. Kumbaya. He was. Like, he likes the strong men. But, uh, yeah, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. So we're, we're back to, like, Cold War status. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, yeah I, say, I it was, it, that's definitely like an episode I've been wanting to do for a while. See, I had never heard of it. Somebody, um, it just popped in my mind the other day cause mm-hmm. I'm on a hurricanes like fan page oh, on uh-huh. Facebook uh-huh. and somebody brought him up like a, okay. the, like they had a picture, they had like, like a signed, um, mm-hmm. uh, photo of him. Oh, and wow. I was like, Oh, I'm like, well, he I'm like, wow. hang on to that because obviously he can't sign any more autographs. Oh. Fucking poor bastard. Yeah. But, uh. But that's what made me think of it. I was like, oh my god. Because everybody, if you're a Hurricanes fan, like, you know who he is. You know he died on that yeah. plane crash. And it's just yeah. like, oh yeah. Like, I've been wanting to do that. You know, because I didn't know anything about it other than... He died in a plane, plane crash. crash happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I didn't know the circumstances or... Wow. That it was set up to be, oh, it's definitely the aircraft. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it's it wasn't... It wasn't the aircraft. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Now, I don't want to get into to become like a Russian conspiracist. Because <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's the report. But if we take it at face value, at least, like, let's let's take it at face value, then 
that it still really sucks because you don't want to feel like someone who is a victim, like, caused well, an again, issue. But again, it's an accident. Like, complete and total clearly accident. Clearly, they did not think that they were endangering themselves or right. anybody else. Or they wouldn't have done it. Right. So, yeah. Like, the it stuff sucks. that came out about them is like, well, maybe they shouldn't have been there. You know? But it... Yeah. They weren't going into it maliciously. No. Unless they were suicidal or something, which... No. That uh, that has reportedly happened on one plane crash. Uh, well, that um, happened on two very famous plane crashes uh, 21 years ago. N- no, I don't mean I don't mean 9/11. I mean, no. um, like there was just a random plane not that long ago that they think the pilot like, was basically mm. oh, suicidal, okay. which is horrible. But yeah, we should probably wrap up the episode. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Before we go down can that you trail, tell I finished the 24 ounce. <laughs> I cannot. Working ne- on my cider. Neither can the audience. Mm-hmm. Between my socialist solidarity comment. And maybe we can have peace with Russia someday. You know, the world is on fire. Someday. So let's look for the bright side. Yeah, after our days. Maybe those days. Yeah, good luck, Gen Z. Yeah, just have fun. Just tell us what we can do to help you, because you're the only ones hanging in at this point. So, On that chipper, chipper note, that was the story of the locomotive... Yaroslavl plane crash. This is... Stop, Siri. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm Rachel. I'm David. Feliz Navidad. We'll see. We'll see you next week. week. (laughs) Just that. That. All of that. I don't know how to say that in Spanish.